With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Like Stuart Broad after nicking to second slip, we haven't gone anywhere. And like Deepti Sharma, our appeal has not been withdrawn. It's the Gorilla Cricket Grumpy Old Man Podcast. Just once in a decade, in a lifetime maybe, the world of entertainment is disrupted and utterly elated by something entirely new. Good Lord. And now for something completely different. And with me, top left on my screen, is in a very dark room, the bear. Hello, the bear. Yeah, I've had to get rid of the, 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 the lovely sort of desert island, because apparently you can't see me in this light. If, if I have the desert island, it's just the desert island and not me. So I and figured here, it, you know, here, here, so here to remind Here <laughs> to remind everyone that we are, in fact, an audio medium is not Fred Titmus. Hey. Um, hello, everybody. Hello, bear. Hello, grubby. It's been too long. How has it been? Yeah. When did we been... last do one? We did one in December, which actually for us well, it was before yeah. the Pakistan series, isn't it? Yeah, well, just yeah, about just before the Pakistan. Lots happened series. in the cricketing world. Well, has it? Has it? Has it? We're fucking endless T20s, haven't we? BBL talk... still going on. Should we talk about the Pakistan series first? Then let's talk about oh, Pakistan. Yes. I, I suspect about that's the thing that's still fresh in the memory. He said, interest... getting up the scorecards." That interest does the most, isn't it? Uh, of all the cricket that's happened recently, it wasn't right, that long yeah, ago, but. Well, yeah, yeah, different, different debate there. It, well, uh, I was just thinking. I mean, Bear, you're a bit of a, a computer um, person in terms of um, science and and whatnot. If you played a simulation of England's last whatever it is, twelve Test matches or yeah. eleven that they've won ten of, and you put them through like ten thousand simulations each, the chances of England winning ten out of eleven uh, are probably. Close to zero. A twentieth of a percent. Yeah. Something not, absolutely not tiny. And I'm not just talking about, you know, on 50-50. In the games themselves, England have had every break going for the last uh, year. Ah, well, Fred, do you create well, your luck? Well, you do. do you but, I mean, you, but, I mean, you know, the games, there have been a lot of close games in there. I mean, not necessarily close England winning or losing, but close as to whether the game, you know, you could, you could force a win or it would be a draw. Um, and... Everything has actually fallen right. It's a bit like Johnny Bairstow's summer last year until he played golf. Um, but, but, but to your to your original point that you made there about um, if you replicated those games through some sort of uh, you know FIFA type program or whatever it it's would be, that, that would be based on that would be based <laughs> on certain parameters that that received wisdom tells you are true about Test cricket. And, and what and what I would say as the bear chokes on his whiskey. What I would say is that a lot of things that we thought we knew about test cricket aren't necessarily. So I, I, I don't think it's too big a claim to say that it has revolutionized in a very short space of time, test cricket, how it's played, what we think is possible. And all well, it has, things. but it's still a bit too early to say that. But I mean, if you just take the first test thing and play in Pakistan, <clears throat> they scored at a rate, which was like 50% higher than any 
anybody has ever scored in the history of Test cricket over two innings. Yeah, they scored like nine hundred runs in one hundred and thirty overs or something. Or something Gloriously like mad. And and even with doing that, they won the game with like four minutes to spare before it's yes. going to be a draw because yep. uh, because of bad light. So quite a wonderful Jack Leach, I might say, who Gary continually fucking puts down, who I continually say, you know. Does well, it when he, he maybe he, he does a job? He's not very good. Um, Shut up, Gary, anyway. Gary's right. He may be the best of a bad bunch, but he's you know he's 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 ordinary. But I mean that game, if you ran that just that game through a simulation, um, you know England might win that five percent of the time. I mean it was just an absolutely ridiculous <clears throat> scenario. I mean yeah, there were other considerations. You know the game, the days were very short, and um, there was much less time. Um, in the games than there normally would be in a, in a five-day test match without any rain. But even so, it's just... it just And England, and don't forget, England weren't sure they were actually going to be able to compete on the morning of the first test because yep. everyone was down with dodgy yep. stomachs or whatever yep. virus was going around. So it was crazy. I mean, it was crazy. And but I, to your point, Grubby, has it changed test cricket? Other other nations... I, it, it, it's kind of like... Uh, that comes from the top, doesn't it? When we we discussed this the other day with someone, and um, essentially, the structure has got to be at the top to say you can play this way because New Zealand could have played that way, having watched us play that way. Well, you can't just go and do it. That's the thing. You need you well, need you to have the personnel to do, do it. it. Well, you well, can all try yes, it, but yes, nobody else has tried it. Yet. <clears throat> most of the them thing. play. Most of them play ODI cricket, don't they? You know, I mean, it, it's this... essentially playing ODI cricket in a test match. It's not, and this is the important difference, I think. It's not playing T20 in a, in, a, in a test match. It's playing ODI cricket. So you're looking to score more boundaries, but rather than taking the risky shots that are always going in the air, constantly trying to rotate the strike. There's a fair bit of that, though, isn't there as well? Well, there is a fair Whatever bit of that. We call it. But yeah, but they're not taking the, the crazy. There's no crazy need to hit the six. So if it's not there. They're always trying to get the single. But as soon just... as it's a bit loose, they take the chance and go for a boundary. It's going to be really fascinating to see what happens over the next 12 months, which teams, because you can be absolutely certain that teams will try to emulate that or at least try to, when they're playing England, try, try and combat it, perhaps. Um, but well, it... no, no one's quite worked away. I mean, how do you combat it? Do you try and bowl limited overs? Do you... Do you... To try and bowl T20, to start bowling. Well, no, you see, that's turn a... back slower ball bounces. I mean, well, <laughs> no, but that's the problem, isn't it? You can't. But what you see, but, this is, and this is something that actually Gary came up with was clever for Gary. Uh, sorry, Gary. Lots, if you're of, lots of Gary's things are clever. I know, it's clever, yeah. but it's something because we all talk about the batting and the batting and the batting. But actually, it's as much in the fielding as it is the yeah. batting. Well, no, that's we... another point is that this whole baseball thing is just about batting. As far as I can see, there is no, no ball. There is no baseball about bowling. Oh the, no, 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 no! About bowling, but about field placings. You know. How... Oh yeah, yeah. Field placings. I agree. Well, with exactly. You. But, so but you're always trying to Nothing has changed with, with bowling, has it? No, no, no. Not necessarily with bowling, but it's the, it's it's the constant attack with the field. You know, so many teams. Less, I mean, Pakistan yeah. kept going. You know, as soon as England got on top, they just spread the field, as most teams would in a test match where batsmen are on top. England, no matter how the batsmen are doing, I think it, it, I mean, it's yeah, true. Stokes doesn't mind players getting hit for Two four. leg slips. Uh, yeah, at at times, they had yeah. two silly minutes. They, they had three short mid-wickets yeah. and two short covers, you know. And, and <laughs> he won't like... mind... Well, no one likes losing, but he won't mind over the long term losing a few games that perhaps in the past we'd have drawn in the pursuit of victory. I, I think you have to believe that. I would suggest that it's gone way better than even Stokes and McCullum might have hoped at the outset of this glorious madness. With a, Was it 10 out of 11 or 11 out of 12 or whatever? But they'll lose a few on the way. But I do think... Well, that's I the point is, yeah. uh, of the simulation point, is that under, you know, all things being equal, they probably would have lost three of those test matches or well, they might have lost three of those test matches you know the ones where Bairstow um, you know batted out of his skull and we had to score yep. 300 odd in the last you know it to wasn't win the game close that one though yeah but they don't happen of... they don't happen very they often they don't have, they haven't historically or traditionally happened that often. it's but... not to say that people haven't tried to score 340 in the, in the fourth innings everyone's always tried to, to score those runs yeah it was um... only 12 months ago that we were turning down a, a chase of two 60 or whatever it was in 100 overs or something. Yeah, I mean, I agree with Bear and or, or whether that was Gary and and what you said, Grabby, you have to be prepared to lose. And, and in some respects, that is what England's white ball teams did. Um, mm. 
when they said, you know, we're going to go early and we're just going to keep hammering yeah. away all the way through the twenty or the T20s. Um, what, well, was the 50 overs, wasn't it, originally? Yeah. The, yeah, the 50 overs and the 20 overs. And occasionally, I mean, they were bowled out for one of the 60 yeah. by South oh, Africa. Crashed and, and burned spectacularly, yeah. You have, yeah. To, you have to accept that that's going to happen on occasion. And it's yes. going to happen in test matches uh, on occasion. Yep. But they're going to find them. So they're going to go in and try and play, you know, Australia at uh, Well, they did. Uh, the the test they lost to South Africa. They got absolutely battered. Yeah, but they're going to, you know, going to find themselves eighty-six for five, you know, after an hour's play. <laughs> yeah, um, and everyone's going to go, well, well, this is a fucking waste of this time. This is bollocks. It? Yeah, and all but those you don't merchants... have to just educate the team and the team yeah. management. You have to manage the expectations of the supporters as well. Well, what's yeah. going to be fascinating is it against Australia at home, isn't it? Next summer, well, I mean, we're yeah. all mouthwatering for that, aren't we? That's a mouthwatering prospect. Yeah, I mean, if, if England's batsmen can get on top of Cummins, Hazelwood, and Stark, or then. Yeah, yeah, but they could lose the toss and be put in on a, on a you know, on a swingy day, yeah, uh, and try Harry Brooking your way out of that. Mm. Um, it's no one knows. It won't always work, of course, no. but it is going to be wonderful to find out. I think. And um, oh, I was, I was thinking as we were having that discussion, Fred, uh, you're you're a, a well well known for your love of what you would call cricket yes. uh, as, as the only, t- you know, two innings cricket and, and test cricket. Not necessarily two innings, cricket. but you have to bowl the other team out. You have to bowl the other team out, yeah. yeah. Uh, and and is there any sense or is there any sort of fear on your part that that this revolution, as I'm insisting on calling it in, in test cricket, is somehow diluting that form of no, the game not, that you no. love so dearly? No, not at all. Not at all. In fact, all right. you know, in a perfect world, it might obviate the need for, for one more <laughs> cricket in its entirety. People say we don't need this. You know, we're going to yeah. get this in in cricket, so we don't need this artificial, uh, you know, fielding with one hand behind your back, you know, and all these kind of <laughs> ridiculous things that they have um, in these playing regulations. I don't know. I mean, the whole beauty of it. I mean, was you know, in those test matches in Pakistan where you had you had the light and you had people batting for a draw and you had yeah. all those kind of things yeah. which you which you don't get in 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 limited overs cricket that is so much there's so much added i mean it, it got a bit much in that ridiculous new zealand um test match against pakistan the second test match oh you and baba declared where... with about an hour to go <laughs> no um well yes yeah and he said he them, did yeah but uh, okay this is another point i wanted to come on to when when we were growing up um how did you judge bad light the umpire said well we're not sure if the light's good. We're going to offer it to the batsman. And yeah. then we go to the batsman. And if the batsman were on top, they'd say, no, no, it's fine. If the batsman, if it was neutral or the batsman was behind the, the eight ball, they'd go off. And everyone agreed that that was unfair because there's two teams. You're giving one team a veto yeah. about whether you're going to play or not. And they said, mm-hmm. okay, we're doing away with that. The umpires are going to decide. But over time, what happened was they came up, the umpires came up with this thing saying, well, it's not safe for fast bowling but it is safe for spin bowling yeah 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 so which which has switched it around um 180 degrees because now yeah. if the bowling team wants to stay on they bowl spinners and if they want to come off they put on their fast bowler who measures out his run and the umpires say thank you very much we're going off so we've switched yeah. from the batting team having yeah. the veto to the bowling team having the veto and so when when that um ridiculous so-called declaration was made he was safe the fielding yeah. captain, because at any time he knew that after whatever it was, 20 past five, their time, whatever it was, if he wanted to close the game off, yep. he could do that by just that bringing on a fast bowler. A definite loophole. Agreed. Yeah, And it's got to change. The umpires have to <clears throat> decide fit or unfit and with no regard with no to great, the, literal grey area. The bowling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. The light reading says this, you're off. Yeah. I suppose is the only yeah. thing. Yeah. Can, and that's can true. I, I mean, can I ask uh, both of you a question? Um, I'm not using the the beeble term. I just hate it, and I've, I have since the outset, so I'm not going to use that. But the revolution in Test cricket, as brought about by Ben Stokes's England team in the last, see, yeah, that's just too long. Baseball makes it a lot easier. You know? I know, I know, but I hate it. I hate it, Ben. <laughs> I love shit. it. Just all cricket. Can you think of any other example? I mean, I'll give I'll give you one cricket example, um, which you could. Uh, level, I suppose. Um, the Sri Lanka team, the one-day team in the mid-90s, Jai Surya is the pinch hitter at the top of the innings, for example, was really new. Teams weren't used to that at all, and ultimately won the World Cup in 1996. That felt like a bit of a revolution, and certainly looking back, felt yeah, like, feels but, like a revolution. And there was the Pakistan team who went really, really slowly and then teed off with, with 12 overs to go um, in the year of Inzabam. 
They didn't care oh, yeah, about where he was going. That, that was, you know, there's been... Was that yeah, Carrie, finish the that... question. Finish the question. Well, I mean, so that's an example. I've got another couple. I mean, total football. Uh, so the, are you saying, thing. is it a, a paradigm shift? I, I genuinely am. And I know it's very difficult to make, to make that claim when you're sort of in the middle of it. Or yeah. it's only just happened. But I do think... Or, um, the best example, which I thought of just before we came on air, Dick Fosbury. As soon Fosbury as he, flop. as soon as he did that, everyone started doing that. He totally changed, and the, and the, the world record went from you know X to Y. It, yeah. it, that was a underarm that, bowling, think, overarm bowling. You know? Yeah, maybe, maybe there's that. But I, I honestly would put what's happened in the last eight months or less than that um, with that team is right up there with anything I can think of. And the Fosbury flop is kind of the. The one that that maybe is most. I wouldn't yeah. say the. I wouldn't say the Sri Lanka is on the same. Uh, uh, be, you know that's that's a fairly. I mean, it's a t- it's it's a tinkering with what was going on well, anyway. You okay. know how you attack at, at fifty over innings or sixty over innings, whatever it was at the time. But at um, the time, it felt like a big thing. Well, this is the thing, isn't it? I mean, if you look at ODIs and you know teams, uh, admittedly the fielding's blah blah yeah. blah, but. You know, teams regularly score 350 overs. And yeah, in a test match, you want to score, you know, what, three and over, 150 in those same 50 overs. The bowlers are the same. The ball might not do the same and the conditions are slightly different. But I mean, it's basically a, a shift in mindset to say, we can do that in an ODI. We can approximate well, it in a you test remember match. about four years ago, it was getting like almost like 400 was the, was the mean yeah. at one point yeah. in, in, in ODIs. They did tinker with the walls, <laughs> were only allowed two out in the last 10 overs or whatever it was. Um, and it seemed like teams were getting 350 on a regular basis. Yeah. So they, they, they did scale that back a bit. Um, well, it depends by, where by you allow play the extra field whatever. Out. Yeah, it depends on the wickets a lot of the time. Yeah. Like yeah. Whenever you have an ICC tournament, we all expect these high scores. But as I found out when I did the 2019 World Cup, the answer uh, was right. on your bingo cord card uh, was. Oh yeah, I've got the ICC. Have I mentioned it? Yeah. Yeah, 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 but the ICC prepared. <laughs> Bing, the there's another one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the ICC prepared the pitches, and clearly they, yes. you know, they uh, they do something. They prefer it if they're slower and not as easy to smash so many runs for some reason. I mean, well, even answer, I think that was if, if that was indeed an ICC decision, and you seem to have the inside track on that. It okay. was. Yeah. Then, then I I applaud that bit because you would think that the Playing to the galleries kind of trick would be to prepare flat wickets that people yeah. score 400, 400 yeah. because that's what they think people want. Or yeah. that, that's the kind of received wisdom, what people love. Oh, oh, it's another maximum, Danny Morrison, whatever. Yeah. You know, Boring um, is all hell. <laughs> yeah, whereas exactly. actually, there's got to be something in it. Plays the is I mean, that Australia-South yeah. Africa game where they scored 438 to win. Yeah. Was, was remarkable because it was... was remarkable because extreme. of the numbers, but it wasn't yeah. interesting to watch. No, I mean, yeah, I was watching Arsenal Crystal Palace at the time. I seem to recall checking it on my phone, but nonetheless, that wasn't very interesting either. Actually, say, the answer, that, Grubby, to your, to your question <laughs> is um, like the uh, Chinese uh, diplomat who was asked um, in the mid 20th century uh, about the French Revolution. It's too early to tell. <laughs> I love it um, because we have to we have to see a bit more of it. Um, mm. Over ten oh, games is fine, it. but you know, as I say, on how they're going to play on a uh, on a misty morning well, in Trent Bridge. For, for example, <laughs> oh, you, well, you you brought up Sri Lanka as an example. It might be advantageous for Sri Lanka. I mean, this is I think part of the reason was England was getting battered so often, wasn't it? They thought we've got to change something here, uh, and for teams like Sri Lanka, who are always getting battered, maybe they think along those this is it maybe they look at England and go and actually they put in some players who can hit some runs and didn't give a shit whether they lost if we try that the first part of the equation is just being fearless and playing like that and not being afraid to lose and they lose enough already I mean this is the team in England one lost what one one in 17 what else can you do you might as well have a go at something else (laughs) and they were unlucky over that stretch as as they were lucky over this stretch but but it was yeah it was always going to be a more aggressive approach under Stokes, wasn't it? Let's face it. But the, I have to say, and sorry to sound like a management consultant, whatever, but the clarity of his thinking and the commitment. Simplicity, yeah. Simplicity. This yeah. is what we're going to do. And he said it, you know, all, all this, like, I hate draws. Um, he, well, I remember uh, last summer uh, on the morning of one test match, the toss went up. He quoted Jack Leach, which I thought was another good thing, making him feel part of the group. He said, um, 
Leachy says uh, we may not uh, we may not always be the best, but we'll always. Be, uh, you know, it, there was a quote from him that really added to it as well. You know, all that stuff, and and under and I was one of the people who didn't want McCullum because he's never coached a Red Bull team in his yeah, life. Yeah, I was, I was like that. Uh, I wanted Gary Kirsten, and all, but hey, that's me. It, it feels like twentieth century thinking now, doesn't it? Yeah, totally. But, uh, for you, I mean, you've been on with me for years, and. I, I like to see attacking cricket um, very much. I like teams trying to win. I like teams trying to do stuff to win. Um, and so often in Test cricket, there have been eras where everybody was playing to not to lose from the start. Yeah. And frankly, that's like, you know, a, a Jose Mourinho coach football team who yeah. need a draw to go through to the next round of whatever competition there is. Nobody wants to watch that under any circumstances. You just don't. You've got to try to win and you have to accept as a corollary of that that you might lose. Yes. But you, you try and win. Wherever you are, you try and win. You only ever play for a draw when you need, you know, 250 runs and you're down, you know, you're nine wickets down or whatever. Yeah. Oh, which reminds me of something of something quite interesting in that game when um, Pakistan were chasing on the last... Um, Safraz Ahmed batting in the fourth innings. Yeah. And... Um, oh, against New Zealand. I was, I was yeah. trying to see how New Zealand, whether they were going to you know, players I would have wanted them to play, which is keep going for the win, even though they could lose. Um, and you had a funny thing where, where Saf, there were eight wickets down. Safaz was in. They needed about 30 runs to win. And I'm thinking, well, New Zealand could 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 choke it off here by bringing on a fast bowler and killing the game. Mm. Or are they going to keep the spinners on and try and win it? Uh, you know, not just say we want to bowl to the, to the number 10 and the number 11 if he comes in. Mm. But then... Uh, I wasn't sure that they were going for the aggressive route. And then something interesting happened. Safraz got out. So they were nine down. Yes. At that point, New Zealand can't not attack. Yes. But the runs were coming down. It was down to 30, to 28, to 26. Best game the, in the world, isn't it? That's why it's yes. the best game in the world. And it was brilliant. And the joke was that Pakistan's chances of winning, from a betting point of view, had gone up. Yes. When Safraz, the set batsman the who was on 30, got yes. out. Yes. Because while he was in, New Zealand were, were probably going to call it off and go for a draw. But yes. then he got out. They were nine wickets down <laughs> and they had a better chance of winning. It was a yeah. bizarre, it was the type of thing that could only happen in real cricket. And, and, and on that... Nazim Shah smashed a six over cover. It was great. He did. <laughs> and he had nine men round the bat and they he only needed 23 runs to yeah, win exactly. at that point, And he's hit a six and everyone's thinking, shit, what do we do now? And it's I was really fantastic. pleased to see um, Safraz back in back in the team. Actually, I yeah. thought we'd seen the last of him in a Pakistan shirt. Full stop. Um, and uh, other people may know more about why uh, Rizwan was left out. Um, it was just poor form, I think. Yeah, yeah. Over yeah the I, against England. You never um, really know. Safraz, he's one of those characters, yeah. though. Safraz Ahmed, who he was massively divisive as a captain. Oh, he was uh, terrible as a captain. And, he wasn't divisive. Uh, Everyone was agreed he was terrible. We, <laughs> well, we were in that game in Ireland when he didn't change the bowling or the field for two hours. When yeah. Kevin O'Brien, um, you know, sauntered from about, I'm, I'm maybe misremembering, sauntered from about 40 to 80 yeah. without anything, with any change happening. Um, I mean, it, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Was, but people, maybe, people I'm just a su- maybe I'm just a, a sucker for a... Oh, I hesitate to use the word redemption, but you know, but someone making a comeback who you thought maybe you wouldn't see again. Oh, brilliant. He's a good character, whether he was a shit captain uh, or not. Rizwan, you've had your moments with Rizwan as well. Oh, you know, you've quite <laughs> You're the only person who seems to think his name sounds Scottish. Uh, yeah, or sounds more satisfactorily pronounced. No, uh, it's like it's, 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 Billy the as, it's the same as Sichuan chicken. It just <laughs> lends itself to that accent really well. Rizwan. Right, that's enough of that. The master of the accent. Oh, do we want to talk about? Yeah, one counter. No, two. Do, do we? Do you want to talk uh, a little do bit? Do people more? know that you're the voice behind Chris Work, or are we not let that on? I don't know what you're talking about, me ducks. Now, listen. Um, do we want to talk a bit more because I'm enjoying this about uh, the England-Pakistan series and some of the. Obviously, it's a it's a huge team effort, but some of the performances, and and maybe I can just single out Harry Brook to start with. I mean, you can't single out somebody to start with because you—that means you'll be doubling and then. Well, no. You, can you not single several people out over a period of time? I don't think it's called singling, but okay, carry on. But in 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 the moment now, it's like that crowded I'm, house album, "Together Alone." I'm singling him out. I mean, it sort of makes sense, but not quite. You know, if if someone <laughs> then singled someone else out, maybe we will then retrospectively call it doubling out or something. I don't know. Well, should we? Should we? No, Harry Brook had a good but... series, didn't he? 
Yeah, no, he wasn't bad. I'll tell you what, he scored three centuries and he only averaged in the 90s. Pretty poor. <laughs> Discuss. Well, Discuss. <laughs> um, I think he'd be yeah. happy averaging in the 90s. Well, this is the other part of the uh, of the BB equation, which is that if you're telling batsmen to go out there and have a whack, basically, yeah. um, you have to, uh, as well as the team being prepared to lose, batsmen have to be prepared to, uh, you know, have a run where they get four yep. innings under ten because they've, you know, they've tried to hit the ball. Well, but if that's that... the instruction, and that's what they're told to do, and and they're carrying out the uh, the instructions, then it, it shouldn't be. Uh, held against them. Zach Crawley was ahead of the game on that one, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> well, James so. Vince. Oh, yeah. You could say, with, a, with a James Vince. Well, well duck him in this middle order with with license to absolutely whack every ball. That would be fucking great as well, wouldn't it? Oh, I by mean, the way, my, my friend John Tinker, I'll get him to listen to this so he can, he can hear himself name-checked. Um, he, he messaged me the other day, he was watching the cricket, and he said he was trying to uh, persuade his son um, that Ben Duckett's middle name was Doveran. Ben Dover and Duckett. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Which I which I said was top parenting. Yeah. Okay. In case you're interested to know, the uh, Betis Barcelona <laughs> Copa del Rey semi final has gone to penalties, which means I switch it off because uh, one of my idiosyncratic sporting opinions is that penalties are incredibly boring. Yeah. yeah. Nothing ever ever interesting happens at penalties. Oh, I was just watching the pain of the players who lose is quite entertaining. Yeah, no, I'm not interested in that at all. You know, oh, I'll see like the result that. in 10 minutes. Thank you very much. I loved, I loved watching Brazil go out on penalties. And they were shit penalties in the World Cup too. We've had a World Cup since we were last on, boys. Yeah. 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 Well, it was held right, in Qatar. It? What do we have to say about that? Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. What, what about Emmy Martinez um, getting the golden glove or whatever it was and, uh, yeah. and well, making like it was a phallus? Um, I have to that say, I was very funny, disappointed I, I that he got that. the golden yeah. glove, uh, which I'd never heard of three weeks earlier, because I had money on the Croatian bloke who should have won it. Um, I mean, he's letting three goals in the final, for God's sake. How can you yeah. give him the golden glove? Croatian goal, yeah. he was brilliant. And he, uh, I, had, I, have, I, put, I had money luck. on France after their first win. They looked so good in the competition. I thought, mm. oh, that's a good bet. And uh, I had about one betting tweet in the World Cup when Argentina lost their first game I said well this is the time to back them for the tournament. that's what I said that, yeah Don't really yeah did you, did, you on the did you do it though because I yeah. didn't yeah, oh, I did. well done well done I, did. I didn't get as much as I thought I'd get what did you get eight and a half that's not right uh, seven, yeah, that's eight, not eight, eight, eight I think yeah. that's not so bad. I, I managed to hedge out on the World Cup so I've, I had France at the beginning of the, after their first game I thought fuck me they, they look good and they might win uh and then in the final, when it got to extra time, it was like uh, Argentina to win after extra time and penalties or yeah. whatever it was, you know, yeah. or Argentina to win on penalties. And I thought, well, if I do that, both were over. I was going to get a minimum of a five or something. I thought, fuck it, I'll just do it. <laughs> it was an unbelievably great game, the final. <laughs> Green yeah, well, well, it, it wasn't. Was... And let's be honest, it wasn't for about... Till the last 20 minutes. Seven... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, like Arsenal, Man United, I... Cup final in 1979. absolutely <laughs> shit yes. until Mbappé scored that penalty. They were... Terrible. They didn't even attack. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, Martinez was beaten by a not very good. Um, I'm, I'm still bitter about this golden glove. Yeah, I can uh, see. He took the ball early in Mbappe to was it for the equalising goal. But really, oh, the volley. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, good technique he should, and all that. He should, it was not good goalkeeping. It's, it's gone through him rather than yeah. around. He'll him. be disappointed with that. I think it was a good. Somebody might have said. It was a good really hit. Good it was a surprising that he took it as early as he did. He's an incredible player. You know yeah, who he reminds is. me of. Um, in a sporting context at some point is when he's out wide and sort of the ball is played over the top, a long pass or, or a long ball. Yeah. And I'm, I look at him and I think Jonah Lomu, he charges <laughs> down that, he charges down that wing, hugging the wing and yeah. he's so fucking quick and he he's, he's quick. strong. And you think, yeah, yeah. you know, you know, nobody's going to, he's not quite as much of a beast as, as Lomu was. Oh, no, 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 no. Even, even, even in football, uh, circles, yeah. as it were, but yeah, but I mean, in rugby, you only have to hold the ball and just he's got a big stuff, nose rather than as actually well. control it. But yeah. um, 19 stone for a winger back there. I mean, there's another one talking about paradigm about shift. 19 yeah. stone, you yeah. can run you know yeah. 10 point something for the 100 meters, yeah, charging insane. at you, running over Mike Cat in a World Cup semi final. Yeah, yeah, so sad that he <laughs> ran over quite he a lot, died, very sad, he, very he sad. Died so young. Yeah. Yeah. I saw him, I saw him play live when I was in New, when I was in New Zealand watching uh. 
the test matches in Wellington and Auckland. And uh, one night I went to a rugby game in the Caketon in uh, in Wellington, and yes. um, he was playing. And even the knowledgeable New Zealand uh, rugby crowd, there was an audible gasp every time yeah. the ball got to Lomu. Yeah, he's you know I mean? just he's that kind of a player. Special. I mean, uh, yeah. That, and that was, uh, there's a bit of a gasp when Mbappe gets in that kind of situation as well. So, yeah. Uh, the, the comparison I thought was good, but especially when he hugs the wing, because that's what, you know, Lomba used to yeah. do. And somebody would sort of appear in his peripheral vision and bang, he was through them. You know, yeah. it didn't matter who they just were. Run over them. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It was astonishing. Will Carling, what did he say? He's a freak, and the sooner he goes away, the better. <laughs> Which, Straight in retrospect, is, uh, is retrospect yeah, sad, considering yeah, he died yeah. at about 40. Yeah. But, um, yeah. uh, you know, he probably didn't. He had, a, that, he had some weird kidney disease, didn't he, or something? Yeah, he had some kind yeah. of a, possibly a genetic... Um, yeah, that was it. Yeah, it was yeah, very yeah. rare, apparently. Yeah. yeah, very sad indeed. Very sad. Anyway, um, it's about time, I would have thought, that we should come to the bits that the people love who listen to this show, which is Paul's mother, Messy Jazz, and now his other mate that he's name-checked. Um, and that is a segment. Who's got a segment? Well, the bear has... has, has <laughs> I've had no time to prepare my segment. I'm no gonna, I'm time gonna... to prepare. You know, we've only had three months since the last one to uh, to prepare, and he can't be asked <laughs> to read the sidebar of shame in the Daily Mail. <laughs> I'm going to do it now. Well, yeah, okay. I'll, do, I'll do my... Yeah, in the same way that uh, people love Terry's chocolate orange, here's a segment. Grubby. I'll cut that bit out. Yeah, cut cut it out. Just put in the boring cricket tweet of the week. Jingle. Jingle. Yes, and boring cricket tweet. Actually, I want to start with, I know you hate it, Fred, but I bend the rules here, but I want to start with. No, listen, just hear me out. Maybe a Welsh tweet. Well, you won't be disappointed, Bear. Hear (laughs) me out. I want to put forward a candidate for boring Twitter account description of the week, which comes from... (laughs) At Welsh Int Cricket, which they say about themselves, a Twitter account campaigning for the creation of a Welsh cricket team without necessarily losing the progress made through ties with the ECB. Oh, for fuck's sake. What? Talk about cake and eat it. Give us the money and we'll go off on our own. And uh, that's a disgrace. <laughs> Oh, the oh, Celtic dear. fringe, they should be ashamed of themselves. I believe Chris Woke had something to say about the Welsh uh, recently, and I think based on that, he's got a point. Um, uh, candidate number two, we're back on actual tweets now. It's uh, uh, Max Boyce. A fellow called no. Gareth Whitaker. Who Gareth, tweeted... that's a Welsh name, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, Gareth Whitaker. He tweeted this. There is so much, um, there is so much positivity surrounding South Africa 2020 league. So good to be talking cricket again. No boring bullshit, just fun. Uh, that's what Gareth had. He's trying what, a bit too hard. That's yeah, what Gareth had so. to say. And anyone who says that only came up because I did a search with boring cricket, uh, uh, it is to be is to be uh, perspicacity. But actually, uh, in looking at that very dull tweet, may I say, um, I looked at. Uh, I looked at a, a response he'd had to it, which actually, and I don't want to sway the jury, for me, went even further into the oh, well, into the well, of, level. into the well of dullness. And it goes like this: This is the reply. Absolutely love it. Load shedding will hurt ratings. Hope it's considered when viewership performance is analysed. On the other hand, perhaps it sells out stadiums. Oh, okay. 
Now, I had to, to look up load shed. This is when um, there's more It's basically a fancy for... name for power yeah, cuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Power cuts. I see it all the time on a Gorilla South Africa timeline. Where people load shedding. Turn up. Should have done that Tony Gray. We're in load shedding at this time. Load shedding with herb ratings. Yeah. Yeah. But then I will forgive uh, the author of that particularly dull tweet um, because his name. You ready for this? Uh huh. Obi Wan Jacoby. Oh, please. No, that, that's. I mean, I'm, I'm the person who fell asleep when he saw Star Wars at the age of 10 in the cinema. So I'm not going to consider that particularly interesting either, to be fair. Fair enough. So, okay, well, the third candidate for boring cricket tweet of the week, and never let it be said that we're not self-critical. Uh, this did come through a particular source, but this is the tweet. It says, there was a picture of uh, Raoul Dravid looking elegant, as he always did, uh, and, the, and the tweet just read, throwback to the indefatigable Rahul Dravid scoring a famous century at Lords. And that uh, candidate for boring cricket tweet of the week was authored by none other than Gorilla Cricket. Mm. But it was put our way, wasn't it? By someone who goes by the moniker of <laughs> alternative porn bot. Yes. Brackets ah. intern. Well, uh, I think I should add him to our list of three listeners because he obviously um, knows that we have. I think you waited into that one, uh, Fred, saying, um, "Are we taking requests now?" Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> to which you know, the answer is very much yes. If, if there's load shedding going on, you know, we're trying to shed the load from your extremely difficult work having to spend two months looking for boring cricket tweets. Um, so I, I think it's to be welcomed because mm. quite well, honestly, I imagine it's quite, it's, it's like, you know, so there we, there... whatever it is, a fish in a barrel. <laughs> you know, <it's> like... <laughs> well, I Probably don't know whether we, have, whether we have uh, a particularly high boredom threshold, but there's a lot of shit on Twitter. Let's be honest. So uh, let me, re let me recap then. There's the uh, Welsh international cricket, account uh, that described itself as campaigning for the creation of a Welsh cricket team without necessarily losing the progress made through ties with the ECB. There's Gareth Whitaker with his so much positivity around the South African 2020 league. So good to be talking cricket again. No boring bullshit, just fun. And then that rather marvellous reply about load shedding uh, and its impact on viewership figures from Obi-Wan Jacoby. And then uh, our very own Gorilla Crickets. Uh, throwback to the indefatigable Rahul Dravid scoring a famous century at Lords. Chaps, your thoughts? Well, I'm I'm going to go for Gorilla Cricket. Because, uh, same uh, here. I'm very be, You know, we we're nothing if not brutally honest with ourselves. Yes, and um, that was quite boring. And it really was boring. So the person who actually typed that will will do some uh, investigations, and they'll be taken out and shot. Yeah, um, absolutely. So it only seems fair. Yeah. Um, uh, not not that I'm looking retrospectively to change the decision of the jury that is sacred, as it always is. Um, but what is it about the tweet in particular? It, can, it, could it's it be boring. that it's about Rahul Dravid? Is he particularly boring as a subject? You know, it wasn't yeah, but you can't have every tweet. You could, you could have an, an interesting tweet about Rahul Dravid, but that wasn't it. No. Right. <laughs> is, it, is it the use of the word indefatigable? Yeah, well... I'm wondering we should have a Gorilla Cricket Wales account just to, just to do some boring tweets. Yeah. I would love that. GC Wales. Yeah. We could also, broadcast. Also, Gorilla Cricket Birmingham. We could be like ITV, you know, with different, <laughs> different franchises and different reasons. We we do have some some good accents on our uh, um, on our pod. We've got the Southwest. We've got Annie. We've got the Northeast. I've forgotten his name. We've got Gary from the Northwest. We've got uh, and Al from uh, the Northwest. David Brooks Cheshire. from Mars. Um, we've got <laughs> we've got all kinds of people crazy from Dave. all over the place. Yeah. Hey, Crazy Dave. He's in Morocco now. Of course. He's having a wild time. He He's having wild tuk -tuk rides through the yes. streets. Dave, exactly. I love, as, as ever, Dave, I love you. Yeah, I love Dave too. He's a man of Oxford, which is, which is not, it's a strange because um, Oxfordshire isn't like the southeast or the southwest or the Midlands. It's and he just, somehow he's just nowhere. Him, he's got himself a gig on some Indian TV channel. Hey, I remember the days when, uh, when Grubby was doing reports for South African television during the World Cup. That's true. I, I used he to spent like, more. He spent more on the haircut than he did on the on the fees that he got for 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 doing those little look, segments. Looking like, to, look, I, looking like the the mad criminal from that Father Ted episode. They used to have me on some Star program as well, didn't they? All that, that, oh that yeah. yeah. Who who was that lovely presenter that you used to chat with? Uh, you used to nod at. You did your noddies. Yeah, to, I had to do to, my noddies. Uh, used to tolerate you. Game with G. I met her at a World Cup. She recognised yeah. me. Yeah, that's right. 
uh, we the met finals. her at Old Trafford, I think it was. You, you didn't send that photo no, no, no. through, did you? She came. No, she came into the. She came to the box when we were doing the final. No, 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 no. You're right. No, it was it was, Old Trafford. It was, wasn't it? It was, it was Old Trafford. You, you can't even remember her name. Yanti. Uh, she was married to what's his name? The Wheelie Bin. Roger Binney. Yes. No. Stuart Binney. Ashley Giles. Stuart Binney. <laughs> Ashley Giles was the wheelie bin, I thought. Stuart Wheelie Binney. That wasn't his yeah. real nickname. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, he was terrible. That was a great jingle because um, in the space of about three seconds, he got in. He's not very good. Nepotism. And uh, <laughs> was it my old man's a Binny man and I'm a Binny man too? That was the, that was the jingle. Yeah, it was. You've read Terrific. quite a lot into those. Two and a half seconds there. Terrific Sherwood. That was an absolute classic, I have to yeah. say. <laughs> um, Roger's the dad and Stuart's the son? Yeah, Roger was the chairman of selectors. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> touch of the Alex Stewart's. Although Alex Stewart, to be fair, did uh, did change everybody's minds by being absolutely brilliant over a long period of time. Yes, he did. Yeah. Average more than Jeffrey Boycott when he opened the innings for England. Yeah. Well, you'll be pleased to know I found six crazy stories in the space of, what, five minutes? Oh. Quality. Oh, I mean, are they two, crazy? I don't know. Come on. Okay, I like this one. Check sets record for biting cans. Uh, you know I me. Mean? I like a good record. You do like a record. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A man in someone... Republic. Biting From... cans of what? Well, this is it. I'm about to be biting uh, 36 drink cans in half in one minute. Uh, biting them in half in one minute. Wow. Landing himself a Guinness World Record. Were they Guinness cans? Cans are filled with water. I don't know if they were Guinness cans. He had to bite them in half. Yeah, he was only allowed to use one Ten hand. Ten cans. Yeah, he was only allowed to use one hand and his teeth for each can. It was it's like, like, like P20, um, uh, can biting. You have these strange rules. Is it Jaws, the, the, the henchman in that Bond yeah. film who had those metal teeth? Yeah, terrible film. Was that, that him? Was. Yeah. I, I bet you don't like James Bond either, do you? And I do like the the early good ones, but uh, the, the Roger Moore ones are terrible. And I'm, I don't I'm think not, I've watched any since the last, since like the twenty years. I'm not particularly an aficionado at all, but uh, so he anyway. bit through full cans, but not pressured cans of like Coke or anything, because they had water in. They had water in, yeah. Oh, but but were they pressured? I don't know. We if need they were to pressured. know. Presumably not, because that's quite hard to bite through a pressured can. Even well, if, yeah, presumably even not. Even if the tin content is not very high. Yeah, the water is not pressured. It's got no. Thing in it, I presume well, it it's just put in there. Carbonated, it could have been, but it doesn't say it was. Well, no, sorry, record. So, sorry, uh, sorry, questions. questions. Sorry, sorry to get you to repeat everything because I wasn't really paying attention. But how many counts is it again? Thirty-six. Thirty-six in, in a minute in, and a half. That, that's one every three seconds, I, roughly. If I tried doing Quicker one can like that, I would lacerate my mouth to bugger. Exactly. Might shave a bit of your moustache off. To be fair, that's not yeah. a bad idea. That's how this happened. Trained hard. Don't know how. Okay, how do you that's... discover you have an, uh, uh, you know, uh, what's the word? A talent. That you're for... good at it. Yes. Seems a yeah. bit odd. Mind you, I, I don't know how old this Czech guy was, but maybe there wasn't much to do in Czech Republic when he was growing up. Possibly. Mm. I got another record for you. Ooh. Yep. Oh, uh, uh, man hurls, man breaks hurled sausage roll record. Hurled. Hurled. Yes. As in thrown. Yes. Idaho man has broken a world record for the farthest throwing catch of a sausage roll into the mouth. Oh, right. So he had to oh, throw it up in air. He was the receiving party. <laughs> no, I don't know. An Idaho man has broken a world record. Maybe he was the throw and the receiver. Let's find out. Let's find out. Okay. What I didn't anticipate was how how a 19 gram irregular shape would fly through the air. I think he had to throw it up and catch it in his own mouth, said David Rush, who has broken more than 250 girls. He's broken 250 Guinness World Records. All involving sausage rolls? Uh, I don't know. No, clearly not. To promote STEM education. I kept missing the sausage roll. <laughs> However, oh, reported, wastage. Oh. he managed to catch a sausage roll at a distance of 83 feet and 10 inches. Ah, I guess. Oh, right. So I'm presuming that ah, he okay. holds the record. points on the flat. Yeah, I Not reckon up. someone else hurls the sausage roll and he has to catch it in his mouth. Yes. That sounds 83 like feet and 10 inches away. That's pretty fucking impressive. Is this an American that. record? Because that's how they measure things, in feet. Uh, <laughs> yes, 83. Yeah, well, it's a world record. Uh, how long's the pop increase there, Grubby? Oh, so it, that's 22 about yards. Eight, it's about an eighth of a feet. furlong. <laughs> um, 22 yards is 66 feet, isn't it? So... It's, you know... 20, 22 yards is exactly one-tenth of a But he's, but he's thrown that in the air, or he's thrown that distance? No, 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 no. I think someone's thrown it at him, 
from 83 feet away and 10 inches, and he's caught it in his mouth. The previous record was only 36 feet and one inch. That's pretty oh, fucking impressive. It. Oh, that's a, that's a, I'll tell you what, that goes on the list. That's a, that's a paradigm shift. It is. The Baz Baller of sausage roll <laughs> launched eating. It does seem he had a sort of infinite amount of attempts, though. There wasn't like, you know... Because well, he kept no. missing. He's got to do it. He, he does. He does point out he kept missing the sausage roll. So obviously there was a lot of attempts going on. Well, here. maybe three. You know, three misses and you're out. I don't know. It's, uh... Wow. I don't know. Yeah. Otherwise, you could go on forever. Also, maybe they could be those, launched you, like those get... t-shirt t-shirt guns that killed more yes. Flanders. Um, oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know where they they fire them into the crowd. Maybe you can yeah. get one of those to launch a huge sausage roll. I've always wanted one of those. What a Maud Flanders t-shirt? No. A t-shirt fire. Oh, a t-shirt gun. gun. Okay. Yeah. Right. I don't know. But... Oh, now we know what to get you for your birthday. Yeah. yeah Although how so. is a different question. Well, <laughs> it's probably illegal. You can probably buy one country. on eBay. Yeah. On the dark web, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Oh, those are two pretty good stories. I mean, have you got one to absolutely crown them? Because you said no. You six. There's normally no, something there were about six. a dog well, running off one... with a penis or something. No, there you? was one about Prince Harry and the Nature Society nah. liking him because he was shagging someone behind a pub. No, nah, no, nah, no. Nah. No one's interested. No. Well, I regret to say that Real Betis have lost on penalties to Barcelona, but uh, hey ho, it was only penalties. But just did... as well you didn't watch it. Well, I did watch it. I just did. Do you have any money on it? No, no, yeah. just a supporter. Just a fan. <sighs> yeah. So, Going to a um, match, staying uh, in a hotel close to the ground. We've done so close to the ground that I was in I was in sausage roll <laughs> catching distance of it. <laughs> well inside that world record. <laughs> yeah. Which is uh, it it tasted like chicken and it was the uh, the length of Wales. <laughs> um <laughs> how many hot, how many London buses actually was that distance? There's a better question. That's Ooh, how you measure these kind three. of three. No, be about twenty feet long, twenty-eight feet long each. They twenty-eight. They got to be longer than that, aren't they? No, it's only you know what was that? Ten yards, under ten yards, just under ten yards. That's about right. You're listening to people guess at oh, Chelsea have lost to Fulham. Excellent. Oh, what a shame. And then you signed Jao Felix got sent off in the fifty-eighth minute. <laughs> Brilliant. But that reminds <laughs> me of what's his name? Who did we buy? Nana, not Nana's Nunes. Nunez, yeah, he, he, he scored a good goal last week, but I mean, he uh, did score a good goal last week. But I bought him thinking he'd be fantastic, and then what did he do in the first game? He got sent off, didn't he? When you I say I bought a, him, a fa- uh, in my fancy you didn't league pay uh, eighty million uh, quid or whatever. I did. Was. No, I didn't. I paid fancy money in my fancy no, team, right. but he got sent off and banned for three weeks because it was a straight red, and uh, yeah. crucified me. And now I'm still bottom of the table. I've never recovered, and that's his fault. Yes. Not yours. Nothing to do with yours. Okay, that's good to know. Well, um, I, I have mentioned before, I have an occasional jotter where I, I note down stories of interest, and I'm oh. just going to call it up to see if there's anything uh, interesting. It's a dark horse, oh, Fred. It says he does no preparation. Well, yeah, no, it's just really. I'm watching something. There's always something out of the jotter. I was watching um, uh, an Australia, a game in Australia where, you know what they do at the start of the test match? And I don't want to get old Chris... Uh, Chris woke angry, but they they have this ceremonies. They have these ceremonies where, where, what are they called this time? First Nations, possibly. It's hard to keep track of the. Uh, uh, they they invite their ancestors, or they bless the ground, or they do all this kind of stuff, and as if to say, you know, we are just uh, temporarily here, but our ancestors they own this ground, and we don't believe in land ownership, but we own it. That kind of stuff, and I thought, what could we do in London? <laughs> when we have a test match. And I thought, let's get the pearly kings and queens from the East End <laughs> to have a jolly old knees up, uh, you know, at the Oval. You wouldn't do it at Lords. Um, and because this is the, the old traditional uh, London greeting, have some jelly deals and some cockles and mussels and the works and sing uh, Knees Up Mother Brown or something. Because that is the, the that would be a, a similar thing to the, um, to the, Australian and the New Zealander Aboriginal oh, very much. Very chance much. before yeah. the game. Don't you think that would be a good but idea? Geographically, though, uh, the the Pearly Kings and Queens are associated with the East. East. Yeah, London. but there's no cricket in the East, is there, really? Well, I'm just saying geographically, geographically, they're probably closer to Lords than they are to the Oval. Yeah, but you, you couldn't do it at Lords, could you? Yeah, it'd be brilliant at Lords. No. Fuck I'm Lords. Not sure, I'm not sure they're geographically closer to Lords. Now, now you've mentioned Google this is a that. great idea. What? I'll I'll set up the GoFundMe immediately. Yeah, yeah. we'll just measure we'll just measure the the uh, because when I was a very very small child, I saw something about the pearly kings and queens, and I thought I thought they were actually kings and queens. I didn't quite get. I thought the East mm. End had its own kings and queens. I wasn't quite sure how it happened because there was nothing about them in the in the uh, 
uh, in the history books. We didn't have Tudor pearly kings and Stuart yeah. pearly kings and that kind of thing. But what, um, what would be the centre of pearly kings and queens? Is it a white it's got to be or bow. Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah, I mean, like if you're that. a Cockney, if you're born within the sound of bow bells, bow bells so, yeah. I would imagine you've got to do. You've got to draw a straight line from bow bells to the oval. See how far it is. And, and, and lords. lords. Yeah, yes. I'm thinking because yeah. lords is more west. I think the oval's closer. Well, anyway. it's, yeah. I'm going to go on Google Maps. Did you know uh, Britain nearly had, got England thoughts. nearly had a King Guildford? King Guildford? Guildford, Sweet. yes. Gil, Gil, not spelt like Guildford in Surrey? Yes. Spelled oh, exactly oh, okay. Like how, do, how do we manage that? <laughs> well, yeah. uh, it's one of those byways of the of the history books that you read about and you're kidding. You go, oh, that's interesting. Um, uh, when, uh, what was it, Edward the Sixth? Uh, he was the son of Henry the Eighth. He finally had a son. He'd, he'd been trying for ages. Oh, yeah. There'd been a lot going on. Sickly child. IVF, it? the whole work. Well, he wasn't actually that sickly. He just, he just, he... He, he died young. He took over at the, at the age of nine. And then at 15, he got some infection and died, which is what people did before. You yeah. Know, before. So he's quite sickly. Well, he wasn't actually ill before he, he got the illness that killed him. Put it that way. He wasn't like he okay. was a, he was a, a poorly child. Um, but latterly. Uh, he didn't have any kids, obviously, because he was 15. And the, uh, there were, there were no... <laughs> he didn't live in Rotherham. He had two. Well, the big question two, here. Sorry, carry on. Carry on. He had two sisters, and then one was a Catholic, and one was. It was a whole business. Mm. And he appointed a distant cousin uh, as his successor, and her name was Lady Jane Grey, and she, oh. she she took over for a week or two. Nine days. It was well, nine days or thirteen days or nineteen days. No one's quite sure when you start counting. And her husband was called Guildford. That was his mm. surname. His first name, rather, he was called Guildford. He was the son of the Duke of something or other, Northumberland, uh, and he uh, could have been king, King Guildford the first. But he would have been, yeah, okay. especially if he had a brother called King Camberwell or um, <laughs> Godalming, so Godalming the second. For the, for those few days, he would he what would he have been called the the Queen Consort or something? Well, it, it wasn't entirely clear because they'd never really had a queen before, so no one was quite sure what the um, how it would the work. Protocol, was, yeah. but. Jane, before she got deposed um, after a matter of a week or two, uh, actually said to her husband, no, actually, I don't think you're going to be queen. She was only 15 at the time. Was she? Yeah. Yeah, it was It was yeah. all very sad because the new queen who took over, Bloody Mary, and chopped her head off through no fault of her own. It's very sad. But anyway, I, I just thought I mean, when Surrey are playing at Guildford, they should do a homage to Lady Jane Grey um, for... Um, yes. Uh, Anyway, well, these these not very interesting merch. To, uh, um, were were brought to you by uh, not Fred Titmus. <laughs> that wasn't on my list actually. The Pearly Kings was, but not. Uh, no, but I think you're uh, right. <laughs> Lady Jane Grey um, brown caps be lovely. Well, in the meantime, <laughs> the only caps. the only Bow Bells I can find is the Bow Bells Pub. So, <laughs> well, there's no, there's the it's the church at, at, at Bow that um, that's got bells in. That's the uh, point. As, as in that song, oranges and lemons. Yeah. Uh, yeah, true, but I'm going by the Wobel's pub. Uh presumably it's all relative. Always right? navigate by pubs. It'll, it'll be relative. It would be Bow Church, wouldn't it? Uh okay. It was probably right. called Bow Church by the wardrobe or some of these stupid names they have in the city. Bow Church. <laughs> Bow Church, Bow Road. There you go. That's probably a Bow Bell's pub, isn't it? Uh mm. 8.5 miles to, to Lords. Yeah. That's via the roads, though. I, can't, I don't know if you can okay. do by the... Can you do by the... Out of crow's <laughs> uh, you could, you could get No out one's your, getting there by crow. The other light. Uh, St. Mary Lebeau is actually the church. But, okay. Yeah, but that's in that's in bloody... Somewhere of Barbican, according to this match. So, Oval Cricket Ground. Alcohol-free lager. Advertised by... What was his name? The manager of Southampton? Oh, it's only six. Laurie McMenemy. The Oval's, the Oval's closer. Sorry, sorry. Laurie McMenemy. <laughs> Alcohol free lager. With oh, the God, deepest yes. voice in all of football, if was that, not the world. That was Calibre, wasn't it? Was that the name no, of the player? Barbican. Calibre. That's why oh, we Calibre talking was about another it. one, yeah. Yeah, uh, but Barbican was the one that he advertised by Laurie McMenemy. Oh, okay. Which You're the one old men reminiscing a, of adverts from the 70s. Which is, which is the one where there was a, an airline pilot? Merrily swigging away in this can of what appeared to be <laughs> lager, and someone's like, "What are you doing?" He's going, "You know, don't worry, madam." Oh, <laughs> that was, that was I the don't advert. remember that because oh, he, that was a beauty. That was, no, like no, one, no. Of, that was probably Tony Bishop, one of Tony Bishop's ads. Alcohol-free beer is just a, a a complete fucking waste of time. Uh, obviously, monstrous. 
Uh, it is monstrous. Uh, well, I mean, if people who like the taste, ta- what is it? The taste is no good. I don't know anything about the taste really. is I awful. Don't... Right, but some beers taste awful as well. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. But alcohol beer, like if you like a brand, like yeah, you know, I don't know. I've, I've, I haven't tried a uh, punk zero. Oh no, I have. It was fucking disgusting. Well, isn't that called, that's called, got, that's called nanny blue. state? Yeah, nanny state is nanny nasty. State. It's isn't a great fucking name. Nasty. Uh, Peroni zero. I mean, they they every every ten twelve years they go. Oh, we've sorted it. Alcohol free sure, beer I'm now. Sure, Bex like have real got beer. one, haven't they? They've got a Bex blue. blue one. Yeah. This is the yeah. one. It's all when lies. Emma... It's just fucking lies. No, when Emma was pregnant, she absolutely loved a bit of Bex blue. Yeah, well, well, you do, we're not judging by pregnant women buds, what know? tastes good because yeah, exactly. they famously have absolutely <laughs> completely knackered taste buds, don't they? Anyway, in a point, in answer to your as question, as I used to remind her regularly, as she was scoffing a coal sandwich, she's having pineapple and sardine pizza. <laughs> uh, Bo is closer to the Oval than it is to Lords. Oh, yes, by about, about two, by about two miles as well. Yeah, it's, not even close. it's not even close. I've absolutely shattered that record, like the bloke yeah. with the uh, with the sausage roll catching. I think a Good seal probably would break that record, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you think? What's that? A seal. A seal. Seal. A seal. Who's married to Heidi Klum. No, the seal where they, you throw things in the air and they, oh, is it dolphins or seal, seals <laughs> that you catch stuff with their mouth? Uh, yeah. They can both be trained to do that. In the old days when you used to go I was to thinking you were London. thinking about a seal going from Bow Church to the Oval. I was a bit confused <laughs> there for a minute. <laughs> no, that would be a bit odd. Or catching yeah, sausage be. rolls all the way. Well, look, uh, if nothing else, we've come up with loads of great ideas for programmes. Did yes. you see that, that Alan Partridge? It's slightly that? better than Alan Partridge's, but not by much. <laughs> Did you see the wanking walrus? Um, No. No, is this is this a Beatles B side? No, 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 no. That walrus <laughs> that turned up on Northampton or whatever it was. Someone sent me Northampton. I... Northampton. He'd be going no, not... to get there. <laughs> Northumberland, wasn't it? It wasn't Northampton. Did he get a backy off a crow? <laughs> well, no, but he was. Someone sent me a video. Well, that might be further from the sea than anywhere else in Britain. <laughs> I don't know if it was photoshopped or not. Someone sent me a video that was on Twitter, and it's. It looked like it was live, and his fucking walrus had an enormous fucking hard on, and it was stroking it with its tail fin. Was it Craig Stadler? No, it was the <laughs> walrus at fucking Northumberland, or wherever it was it stopped. Well, I have to tell you, I'm not going to Google it for obvious yeah. reasons, because who knows, you know, what's out there. But um, we'll, we'll take your word for it. It's better than, than either the stories you found about. It. Well, no, it might not be. Oh, come on. Sausage roll was pretty strong. Sausage roll was pretty strong, yeah. Uh, it's a Mary Lebeau church, yeah, but it's in Cheapside. Uh, yeah, it would be uh, stuff I demand a much cheaper in the, in the east side. So back to cricket. I'm going to say the, the Indians are hosting the Australians. Yeah. I'm not sure. I've also not sure. got time for another chapter, lads. Oh, I've, got, for... I've, got to, I've got to let my wife and mother-in-law in. I've locked them out. (laughs) Sounds like the start of a a Les Dawson joke. Um, But uh, that could be an interesting series. That really could. Mm. Um, Could be. I noticed that people were trying to force us to do it. And I know where that was landing. Four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Thank you very much. Well, I wouldn't Um, mind doing a couple of days, but I know how that'll work out, wouldn't it? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Oh, no one can turn up. It'll be me, Hendo, and fucking Tony. And Hendo won't turn up either. And Hendo won't turn up either. And and uh, and Tony will decide that he wants to be at home. So basically, it'll be me getting up every morning to go and open the studio and do everything. So yeah. it'll be good in the in the summer when the you know when we're back and we could go for a drink afterwards and all this kind of stuff. We we exactly. missed all that. It's been like three years, hasn't it? Well, yeah. Oh, yeah, we want more people in this summer. It's so much more fun when people come into the studio, man. It's been exactly four years, really, because yeah. twenty twenty was the. Uh, there was a couple of really good days over the T20 World Cup, um, and even over actually the 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 news uh, the Pakistan series. So people actually turned up. We had four or five people in, and a few times yeah. we had three people on. Yeah, the, no, I was in that. The, yeah, the first you were in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Five hundred and six. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We were sitting there having a beer late brilliant. on. It. It brilliant, yeah, exactly. And it's brilliant. and it's and it's so much better when you bounce off people in the studio. I mean, obviously, Messi Joe's can't turn up in the studio. Narkin yeah. and Indo and a few others. Slacker. A few more London people could turn up. It'd be nicer. But hey, there you go. That's my little. Well, if you wouldn't have given, you know, I gave Tony a day and he gave me one half an hour session. So it's not really worth my while doing a two-hour round trip to do it. Yes. uh, Hey ho. All right. So, uh, well, Grubby's going to go and let the mother-in-law in, in, uh, which is which is a great 
uh, you know, which is the start of a sitcom from 1978. Let's be honest. Something. <laughs> I knew the mother-in-law was coming round and might have thrown themselves into the traps. There you go. How one's for you, Glenn? Was that Bernard Manny? Probably. Oh, it was meant to be Les Dawson, but uh, close, close, yeah. same part of the world. Um, there's a great picture I've got of Les Dawson looking very grumpy in an incredibly striped jumper, Ooh. which is yellow and brown and pink and green, oh. and it's and uh, when. T20 started all a while later. I posted it and said, Lancashire's new T20 kit. You know, it was it was <laughs> it was it was a grumpy Lancastrian in Lovely. a flat cap and an incredibly awful job. Oh, I know the picture you mean. Yeah. Yeah. It, I think he's playing Cosmo small piece. Uh well there's no point in me Googling it because I can't show it to you. But uh, Since you, you mentioned do. that, why is it you can knit jumpers that have horizontal stripes like that, but you can't knit jumpers that have vertical stripes? Yes, you can. Can you? Yeah. I presume so. Show me. It's like doing cable knit. You could do well, the cable knit in a different colour, couldn't you? Of all the many things that I'm not an expert on, knitting is quite high on the list. Mm, yes. But I'm pretty sure I've seen jumpers. You which cannot heard. knit jumpers with Well, my strikes. grandma used to knit me jumpers, and she used to knit coloured v-necks on mine, so you must be able to do some sort of vertical shit on them. Well, how many... Let me Why is phrase it the question rubbing? in a different way. No, I don't know. I'm going to do search for vertical stripe. Vertical stripe. You don't see them, do you? You see loads of... Well, maybe they don't look very good. Yeah, vertical stripe. I mean, Southampton Football Club might say differently. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a jumper, though, is it? It's not a jumper. No, that's what I'm saying. With wool, apparently impossible to get the vertical stripes. That's true. uh, The the proportion of football kits with vertical stripes to hoops is... uh, is is massively it's probably 98% that have stripes rather yeah. than hoops don't they well there's QPR and there's Rangers is it just about, Rangers Celtic um Reading uh, Sporting Reading. Lisbon yeah. they all wear QPR kits weirdly well Sporting sure. Lisbon do they have uh, QPR kits the same as Celtic isn't it it's green basically and white hoops and Reading well, blue, blue, green blue and white, white QPR Real Betis um, playing green and white what's wrong with green and white nothing it's very it's there's anything wrong with it it's very it's very protective over Betis these days, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Well, we've been knocked out of the Cup of Del Rey, which we were the champions, having won it last year. You know, um, that's how it works. Tro- first trophy in <laughs> in about sixty years, but uh, you know they're doing well. Actually, they're about I think they're fourth in the La Liga at the moment. So, uh, a la Betis. After the three big teams in Spain, Betis are probably the high, the the most supported. Mm-hmm. Um, they regularly get sixty thousand for home games. And this year they're actually about fourth or fifth, so they've got a chance of finishing the Champions League spots. Well, it's good. It's good mm. for us, Betico. Mm. It's uh, things are looking up. No more manque pierde, which means <laughs> well, uh, which means we'll support you even though you lose. Which was their yes. club, which was their club motto for many many years. <laughs> Uh, I can't find any vertical knitted stripes, but they just look ridiculous. No, right. well, you won't. That's the whole point. Oh, I've got cardigans which are knitted vertically. Does they count? Well, yeah, they're made out of wool. The point is that Grubby's claiming you can't fucking knit vertical If not impossible, then very difficult. That's vertical my claim. stripes are supposed to be slimming, aren't they, compared to horizontal stripes? Yes. Because the, eye, the ask... eye makes you think they look they look wider or something. Just ask Matt Letizia. I'm not going to ask Matt Letizia anything because yeah. he's he was an unbelievable footballer, but he's a bit odd. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I think we've that. exhausted our shit for. Another I've certainly exhausted month. myself. Yeah, and uh, regards and to the mother-in-law. See if you can if make her a listener as well as your mother. You know, they could have something to talk about. Yeah, um, she probably listened to half of this outside the door, not daring yeah. to come in. <laughs> Because the, the studio lights on. But she only heard your bits. She didn't hear about. She didn't, yeah, she didn't hear our wonderful bit, lines. The only bits that, that my family are interested in is but, the bits where I'm. We're, we're riffing off each other, you know. It's, yeah, you, exactly. You need, you need to hear the full. Okay. Well, until next time, it's been great, and um, let's let's hope that there's many, many millions of downloads to show all the other content that comes out of Gorilla Cricket that we are actually the top. I do like to think. I mean, this may be um, self-aggrandizement, that this podcast with the three of us is actually the closest thing to the original guerrilla cricket um, ethos. ethos. Yes, um, that's left actually. Um, 
uh, but uh, you know, other people might have different wrong opinions. But Big you know, statement. this is I feel like everything, feel everything like Dave Lee Travis re- yeah, resigning from Radio One on air. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as good as the Danny Baker show when he was just told they were letting him go from BBC London, and he just two hours of absolutely oh. ripping everybody to pieces. <laughs> and amazingly, he 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 let on how much he, they were getting paid all the people, and and, the, and this is just a very un BBC. He said, he said he oh, I'm not making millions weasels. out of this. I get three hundred and fifty quid. He said for this two hours show 350 quid and his sidekicks really? every day he had a different sidekick he says you remember they get 50 quid for a two-hour show and i thought you know that is nothing no and that was about yeah. 10 years ago but even so that's that's oh that's yeah more standard, standard rate for a day's pay in those days but didn't he call, didn't he call the bbc on air didn't no he call 350 them? Pinheaded weasels. Pinheaded weasels. I nice. like that phrase. <laughs> yes, he just did two hours of this, and they couldn't get him out of the studio. It was literally really? they were like barricaded himself. It was hilarious. <laughs> Good lad. Uh, and it's like, what was that show? Network, where the guy was mad and he wasn't going to take it anymore. Um, that was a film in the 60s um, about a TV presenter who, who yeah, has a breakdown and decides to tell the truth, and uh, it didn't go down well with his bosses. Anyway, so um, well done, everybody. We've we've whittled away for about an hour and a quarter when the bear finally turned up. And uh, we will be back, as Arnold Sidebottom uh, would have said. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, yeah. So from me, Dave Lee Travis, it's goodbye. Uh, from me, Smashy. And from you, Bear, Nicey. Nicey? Yeah, all right. I'd be nice. Oh, I wish I'd chosen Danny Baker now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the Baker. Anyway, so long, everybody. Till next time. Cheers. Cheers then. Bye. Oh, so that was the innings of Brendan McCollum. Scores lots of force because he don't like to run them. And here we are waving Brendan McCollum goodbye. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.